Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute and email us your story at newlifewoc at aol.com. As we continue to share the truth of God's word all around the world, we encourage you to partner with us financially at newlifewoc.com. Thanks again. Enjoy today's message from Pastor Anthony Jones. Lessons the last couple of weeks um, entitled Living a Life of Impact. And we're going to pick that back up um, today. I know we had an awesome Easter last week. The play was great. Praise the Lord. All righty. But we're going to get in this word today and see what thus said the Lord does. All righty. Uh, I want to start off this morning by saying your decisions or your decision today, I mean, whether they be um, big or small, um, determines the direction that your life will take tomorrow. So my decision, my choices that I make today, whether they be big or whether they be small, they determine the direction of my life tomorrow. Now, uh, with that in mind, we must stop to consider whether our choices are taking us in the right direction. You got it? Because, you know, whether they be big choices or, or, or small choices, you got it? They're going to direct my life tomorrow. So I got to consider, I got to consider, you know, where my choices are taking me. We not only need to pause to consider the consequences, but also to choose to stop traveling in wrong directions. So when we, we see that our choices and our decisions are taking us in the wrong direction, then what we have to do is we got to stop. We got to choose. You got to stop making those decisions to, you know, stop making those choices. And simply, that's really what the word um, repent means. It means to change your course, to stop walking in one direction and return to God and his path for us. So when, you, when you're reading your Bible and you're looking at, you know, repentance and what repentance is, it basically means to change direction. It means that my life was headed in one direction, but then, I, listen, I made a decision to change direction. And you change, by, change the direction of your life by the decisions and the choices that you make. You got it? If, if, if you don't like where your life is headed, then what I got to do is I got to begin to look at the decisions that I've made up to this point, and then I have to choose to make different decisions. I got to choose to make different choices. Now, a very common passage of Scripture that we look at all the time, we don't have to flip to, is Deuteronomy 30, 19, and it says that I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that thou and thy seed may live, which basically means, listen, I have to choose whether, watch this, I'm going to walk in the blessing or whether I'm going to have to endure the curse. You got it? That's my choice. That's, listen, that's not God's choice. You got it? That's my choice. And you got to understand that, you know, God has a path for you. And that path is a good path. Somebody say a good path. Good path. But just because God has a good path for you, that does not mean you got it, that he's going to force you to walk on that path. It's simply up to you to choose what path you're going to walk on. 
Psalm 65. Go to Psalm 65. Psalm 65 and 11. Psalm 65 and 11. And it reads, it says, Thou crowneth the year with thy goodness, and thy path drops with fatness. That word fatness is the word uh, uh, abundance. But what I want you to focus on, it says thy path. See, there, there's his path and there's your path. You got it? And what you got to do is you got to choose that I'm going to walk on his path. Because on his path, this is what's going to happen. God is going to take care of me. Yes. No, no, see, you got, you got to settle this. You got to settle this in your mindset. When I choose his way, when I choose his path, he's going to take care of me. You got it? But now, I can also choose my path. But on my path, he's not obligated to take care of me. Because the provisions for your life is on his path. He, listen, he knows what you need even before, he knew what you needed even before he created you. So on that path that he's created for you, you know, especially for you, everything that you will ever need in life is on that path. But you're going to have to choose it. It's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a choice. And, 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 and I'm going to talk about, you know, we're going to go a little farther in this, but... You know, as I've been really, you know, really focusing on Scripture, really paying attention to Scripture, the Bible always talks about the remnant. God always saves a remnant. You got it. See, it ain't always the masses. No, you, no, you go study the Scripture. They, they, when you go study out the Scripture, it's always a remnant. It's not, it's not who everybody thinks. Everybody, you know, everybody. He always pulls out a remnant. And, and, and what I'm saying is what we got to do is by my choices and by my decisions that I'm going to make, I have to choose to be a part of the remnant. Right. You got it? Because the Bible says there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of what? Death and what? Destruction. Jesus says broad is the way. You got it? But, you know, so, so there's a broad way, but then he says narrow is the way that leads to what? Life. You got it? So, so I have to understand, listen, I'm going to have to make a decision in my life, what path am I going to be on? Am I going to be on his path, or am I going to be on my path, or am I going to be on the path everybody else is on? But that is a decision and a choice that I have to make. And God is not going to make it for you. All right? Now, 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 let's continue. Let's move a little forward. Go to 2 Timothy. Go to 2 Timothy. Now, what I have to do is I must turn my focus to him and his kingdom. This must become the priority in my life. So I cannot afford to get entangled with the affairs of this world. Now, now, the problem with us is, is that we're in this world. You got it? We're in this world. The, the Bible says it like this. We're in, the, in this world, but we're not of this world. But we are in this world. So, but what happens a lot of times when it comes to choices and decisions that we have to make in life, because we in this world, all of our decisions that we make 
are geared towards the world. You got it? Which should not be the case once we get saved. Once we get saved, even though we're in the world, our decision and our choices must be made based on the world we're from, which is, which is, which is the spiritual. You got it? So now I have to discipline myself, you got it, to make decisions on a consistent basis that are more spiritual than natural. Now, when I begin to do that, at first glance, watch this, it looks like I hit a wall. You know, it looks like I'm not, I'm not getting ahead. It looks like I'm actually going backwards instead of forward. So because, watch this, you're hitting, you're, you're trying to attack this, this natural carnal world with, a, with, a, with, with, with spiritual choices and decisions. And what happens is, is over time, when you do that, then the spiritual decision and choices that you make actually ends up impacting your natural. But at first glance, it looks like you're not getting anywhere because one is contrary to another. And this is what happens with believers. You see so many believers where, where they start, they start off good. You got it. They get saved. They start off good. But then over time, you look back and you be like, what happened? What happened? Well, go, go, to, go, to, go to 2 Timothy. Let's look at it. <laughs> see, when, I, when I'm, when I'm kingdom-minded and I, and I get this kingdom consciousness, you got it. Then there are some things that used to bother me. There are some things that I used to give my attention to that not that's not even worthy of my attention no more. You got it. It's not even worthy of my attention no more. Now, it used to, you know, when I was in the world, it had my attention. But but now you got it. What used to have my attention doesn't even have my attention. All right, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2. Let's look at verse 1. Verse 1. It says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, now stop right there because now what Paul is doing is he's laying the foundation. He says, listen, listen, Timothy. He says, I want you to be strong in what? In the grace, that's in who? Watch this. This is what he didn't say. Watch this. Be strong. See, because what you have is you have believers, they're trying to be strong in themselves. See, what you have to understand, see, there's an end to your strength. But there is no end to his strength. So now what I have to do is I have to make sure that I'm being strong in the grace that is in who? Christ. Because there's no end to that. See, I can come to a point where I quit. I can come to a point where I give up. But when I get to that point, it's not over. You got it? Because I got to understand I'm not in me anymore. I'm in who? I'm in Christ. So now I, my strength, or I have to be strong based off the grace that's in what? Him. Now keep, keep going. Verse, verse, uh, verse, verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to who? Faithful men who shall be able to teach others what? Also, verse 3, here's my verse. Thou therefore endure what? Hardness as a good soldier of who? Now, now what does this tell me? Now, this is Paul talking to Timothy. He says, listen now, 
there's going to be some difficulty to show up. So it means like when you get saved, that doesn't mean, you know, you got you on this cruise. Where everything from now on just going to be easy. He says, now watch this, some hard times, some difficult times going to come. But he says, now when those difficult times come, I need you to endure it. Watch this, like a what? Now, 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 remember what we read before then. Why can you endure hardness? There we go. See, I can endure the difficulty because I'm putting my faith in the grace that's in who? Christ. You got that. Listen, there is no endurance for the believer. Watch this in them doing it by themselves. Let, let me let me let me just be honest with you. You can't last one round with the devil by yourself. No, you better understand. By yourself, you can't last one round with him. But what I understand, I understand, okay, this difficult time has showed up in my life. But watch this. Paul told me, watch this, to endure it as a what? Good soldier. And, and if he tells me to endure it, that means I can handle it. Somebody say, I can handle it. Watch this, verse 4. Verse 4. It says, no man that wars entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. And Amplified reads like this. No soldier, when in service, gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who enlisted him. Now, this is where I'm going to camp out today. You got it? Because this is the million-dollar question. Who do you want to please? See, no, 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 this is the question. No, now, 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 now watch this. I'm talking to believers. You got it? And I got to ask myself a serious question as it relates to my life. When I look at the decisions and the choices that I'm making on an everyday basis, are those decisions and choices pleasing him or are they pleasing me? Not because, not, not because what, what we see in the lives of many believers is their decisions and their choices are pleasing them and not him, and that's why they don't have no strength. My God, my God. They can't, I mean, couldn't last, couldn't last two days in a test. Why? Because the decisions that they're making primarily are decisions that are pleasing themselves. So this is what I got to ask myself. This is what all of you all have to ask yourself. Paul said, let every man examine himself to see whether or not he be in the faith. So now I got to ask myself a question. When I look at the decisions and the choices that I'm making on a daily basis, who are they pleasing? Who are they pleasing? All right, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, now, because we are capable daily of making decisions that do not please him. You got it? But my first priority in my life should, plead, should be to please God. Now watch this. And it is impossible, the Bible says, it is impossible to please him without faith. All right? So now, so now if I want to be a person who wants to please God with his life, above all, I want to please God, that means that I'm going to be a person of faith. All right? Go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. 
Hebrews 11, verse, uh, we're going to look at verse 6 just to start off with. All right? Hebrews 11, verse 6. All right. Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible. Somebody say impossible. impossible. It is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a what? A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, here's where I believe the disconnect has taken place. Because most people or most believers, especially in the Word of Faith camp. Now, when I say Word of Faith camp, I'm talking to y'all because well, that's the camp I'm in. That most believers, that most believers in the Word of Faith camp believe faith is just something we use when we need something from God. But faith should be the lifestyle of the believer. It shouldn't be something that we're talking about when we need something from God. Faith should be how we what? Live. All right? Flip over to Romans 1. Flip over to one, ver, 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 uh, Romans 1, verse 17. Now, because I'm getting ready to make a statement, but I got I to... Gotta, I gotta, I gotta, Turn to these scriptures first. Because a lot of times when we start talking about faith, and now, now watch this, faith is how I overcome. I do use faith, you know, in receiving from God. I use, the, I use my faith to tap the what? Grace of God. But you have to understand, faith is not something that you just use when you need something. When you need healing, or you need a house, or you need a car, or you need deliverance. No, faith is how you live. Because the lifestyle of faith is the life, is the life that pleases God. All right? Now, let's go, let's go to Romans 1, verse 17. It says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, watch this, the just shall live by what? Faith. Now, we all know that the just is the declared righteous. That's talking about the believer. You got it? So if you are a believer, if you're saved in here, you are the just. And God says that the just are supposed to how, what? Live by faith. Now, how often do you live on a daily basis? All right. So watch this. You never stop what? Living. So that means you should never stop, watch this, walking by faith. All right. But, but most people on a daily basis, watch this, how they live their life? Ain't got nothing to do with faith. On a daily basis, the, the choices we're making on a daily basis ain't got nothing to do with pleasing God. You got it? So now we have the people that are called the just, but now they ain't living right. Why? Because they're not living by what? Faith. By faith. All right. Now go back to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, verse 4. Well, <clears throat> Hebrews 11 verse 4 alright y'all have it yeah. now everybody know Hebrews 11 is the hall of fame of faith God, what they call it, call it the hall of fame of faith you hear all these guys by faith by faith but we're going to, we're going to see something in here this morning watch this verse 4 by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Stop right there. Now, this is what you got to ask yourself a question. Now, number one, 
How did Abel know how to sacrifice? Somebody had to show him. All right, now, it wasn't like it was a whole lot of people in the earth. So I can narrow it down to two people. Adam and Eve or God. But somebody showed them how to sacrifice. They, 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 they just said, well, I'm going to sacrifice. They didn't even know what sacrifice. Somebody had to teach them. So somebody showed them what sacrifice was, and then he did what they said. All right? Okay, let's say, let's say with Verse 4, by faith, because the Bible says by faith. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see what? Death. And was not found because God has translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony. What was his testimony? That he pleased what? Now, when you please somebody, you're pleasing to somebody. That means, you know, like, if, if, if I'm pleasing, if, if, if I'm pleasing to my mom, then I'm, you know, most, more than likely I'm doing what my mom tells me to do. I'm not pleasing when I'm not doing it. How many of y'all got kids? All right, when your kids do what you tell them to do, come on, it pleases you. Watch this, when your kids, come on, when they don't do what you tell them to do, then it doesn't what? Please you. So now we can assume that Enoch, in order to please God, he must have been doing what God told him to do. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Verse 6. But without faith, we read that, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark. Stop right there. Why did, why did Noah prepare an ark? Because God what? Okay, because God told him, uh, uh, right, to, to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by what? Faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, did what? Obey. And he went out not knowing whether he what? Went. Now, I got a question. Out of all these people we just looked at, that the Bible said that they did these things by faith, what is the common thread that we see in all of their lives? That, no, right there. Both of them. Both of them. Both of them. Faith and they obey God. So now, watch this. When you start talking about believers living by faith, you cannot take out obedience. You got it? So when you, when you talk, no, no, we got to talk about this because, pe because somehow people has, have, believers, I'm stop saying people, believers have gotten to this place where they believe that they can be in faith, but yet they don't obey God. Now, I'm telling y'all, now, we're getting ready to shift gears to this church. Ain't getting no more milk. So if meat going to choke you, you're going to be getting choked every Sunday. 
You got it? Because everybody talking about my faith, my faith, my faith. But then when I look at your life, I don't see no obedience. But based off now, all of these were by what? You got it? So when I talk about faith, I can't put faith over here and then put obedience over here. You got it? That my faith and my obedience are tied together. You got it? And we got, and we got to understand. See, now, see this, is why, this is why you got to understand. Because a lot of people think they ain't getting faith results. Well, I'm releasing my faith and I'm not getting anything. No, one of the reasons why you're not getting nothing is because you ain't obeying God. Because your faith is tied to your obedience. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Now, now, now um, simply put, God said something and they did what he said. All right. I'm going to make it as simple, as simple as I can put it. All right. Now, let, let, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a little sidebar right here to explain to you something. You know, did I explain in a Wednesday night service, but most of y'all don't come on Wednesday, so I'm going to take my time to explain it now. Got it. All right. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. All right. Now, now watch this, because people don't people don't understand it. Now, when you and I got saved, you got it. When we believed the gospel, and we got saved, the Bible says that we were saved by an incorruptible seed. You got it. So the moment I got saved and I believed the gospel, God deposited an incorruptible seed in me. All right, that's 1 Peter 1 and 23, I think. Let me flip there. Let me take, let me take time to walk through this. 1 Peter, 1 Peter 1, I think, and 23. It says, yeah, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of what? Incorruptible seed by the what? Word of God, which liveth in the body, what? Forever. So now, when I got born again, I got born again by an incorruptible what? Seed, which was the word of God. Watch this, which was planted in me. All right? But it was planted in me in seed form. Somebody say seed form. Seed form. Now, this is, what, this is what you got to understand. Now, I just finished um, planting my garden in my backyard. So I've been working in it like, you know, for the last couple of days, like, well, about two weeks now. And what I did, my corn seed, you know, I, I put my corn in the ground. Now, when you take that little bit of seed and you put that seed in the ground, it's like you got more ground than seed. You got it? You got this little bit of seed and it's going in all this dirt. You got it? So now what happens is, now, if you don't do anything to that seed, like if you don't water it, if you don't nurture it, if you don't take care of it, then what will happen is that seed, even though it has great potential in it, it will not produce anything. You got it? It will still continue to be dominated by the dirt instead of dominating the dirt. All right? Now, now, when you get saved, that seed is planted in you. But this is what happens once you get saved. That when you get saved, even though the seed is planted in you, God doesn't do anything about your flesh. All right. All right. Now, this is now, the, 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 Paul said 
in Romans, I think it was 7, 8, somewhere around there, he says, in my flesh dwelleth what? Dwelleth what? No good thing. Now, how many of y'all know Paul was a believer? All right. So you had you had you had this you had this believer who has this supernatural seed sown in him. You got it. But he still also has this thing called the flesh or you can say fallen human nature. Now, the more you water that seed that God planted in you, the bigger it'll get. Right? It'll get bigger. It'll get bigger. It'll get stronger till it overtakes the flesh. But this is what happens with most people. They get saved and then it stops right there. They do no watering. When I mean watering, they don't read the word. They don't pray. They don't come to church. They don't hear the word. They don't do anything that's going to nurture that word or that seed and call it to what? Grow so that now it has the ability to overpower the fallen human nature. So even though they're saved, when you look at their outward life, it looks unsaved. And this is what God, this is what's going on. It's a it's a life it's a life to say, but it bore the power. Something go on in your life. You, you I mean you can speak to it all you want to, and ain't nothing gonna change, cause it ain't no power. It ain't no power there. And then people want to disconnect from God. Well, that word thing, that church thing, don't work. No, it works. Watch this. The problem is, is you don't spend no time developing it. That's just, I mean, man, it's, it's the craziest thing that I see. I, I don't see what, what I mean, it, to me, it don't make no sense to me because I'm sitting here, if you're sitting there talking about you want to graduate from school, but you don't go to class, that don't make sense. How you going to graduate if you never go to what? Class. You got it? So how you going to grow spiritually? You got it? And, then, and now you're saying, well, it don't work. No, no, it don't work for you. You got it? So you got, but you got to understand, you got to understand how this system works. And most believers don't understand. So what ends up happening is they get in church, they see all these promises of what God has said, and then, watch this, they don't see these promises impacting their life, so now they assume that it doesn't work. But it's like, it's like you're expecting somebody in kindergarten to be able to work something that somebody in 12th grade can work. One has grown to the capacity where they can make it work, but the other one can't. You got it? Because they're still a baby. So why, why am I sharing this? Because number one, I don't want you to get condemned in your disobedience. Okay. But number two, I want you to know, is there something you can do about it? That listen, you listen, you don't listen, you don't have to remain that way. You got it? And if you remain that way, what do we call when we start off with today? If you remain that way, that's because you continue to keep the same choices and the same decisions. 
Praise the Lord. All right. Let me get back to my notes. All right. Now, so when we talk about living by faith, you cannot get around obedience. And when I obey God, everybody else is just a benefactor or get the overflow of that relationship. All right. Let me give, let me, let me give you an example. See, Chris can trust me, not because I'm trustworthy. No, she can trust me because of my relationship with God. Because if you, if you remove me from that relationship, I ain't trustworthy. And, like, like ain't got, and listen, I ain't got to go look at nothing to tell that. I ain't got to look how I live before God. You got so, so, the thing, so the thing that keeps me trustworthy is my relationship with who? With, with God. So when I get my relationship with God intact, Everybody else around me is a benefactor of that what? Relationship. You got it? And this is, what, this is why I tell folks, when you're looking for a mate, when you're looking to, to hook your cart to somebody's horse and get married to them, you, got it. you need to check that relationship with God. Because that relationship with God, if it's a real relationship, will stop them from doing stuff they really won't do. Oh, well, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. How many of y'all really want to do some stuff, but you just won't do it because of your relationship with God? See, what you say now? Come on. Come, I mean, you really, come on. You know, you know it's in your flesh. You know you really won't do it. But the only reason why you don't, not because you're scared, not because you don't care what somebody's going to say, but well, the only thing that's holding you back is God. And if you remove God out of that equation, Boy, all hell gonna break loose. Cause you know, cause your flesh don't care nothing about anything but you. That, that's it now. You better hear me. That's all it cares about. It wants to please who? You. And if you don't have a relationship with God, don't sit there. Why folk do what they do? Cause they ain't got no relationship with God. Cause God will stop. But it will, y'all. Maybe I'm preaching to me this morning. He will stop you from doing some stuff and saying some stuff. All right? Now watch this. Watch this. Go, go to 1 Thessalonians 2. <laughs> man, and we got, man, the church got to get this. Everybody trying, you trying to do this, trying to get that, trying to get that. Trying. How about trying to get a relationship with God? Come on, how about, how about, no, how about really trying to have this connection with him Wait, watch this. When he speaks, watch this. You not only hear, but you do. First Thessalonians. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you. <laughs> Time getting short. That's all I'm going to say. Y'all sit around, look at this craziness that's going on. I tell, I tell my boys every time we, you know, we ride up down the road and we talking about different stuff, and I, I always put before them the worst deception is self-deception. When you don't, you don't deceive yourself. You got it? When you sit there, you try, you're trying to act like you something you really not. I say, now the problem with that, the problem with that is, is you don't get nothing for it. You don't get nothing for it now. First, first, what's it? First Thessalonians two. 
Watch this. Go to verse 4. Watch this. Watch this. But, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing who? Men, Men but who? God. Watch this. Which does what? Ho, 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 ho. That, that's, that's, that's big. That's big. Because now he's making this, he's making this statement. He's making this real clear. He says, listen, Doc. He says, now, this is what we're going to do. We're going to please God. And now, and the only way we can please God is not just based off what you see us do, but it's based off what's in our heart. Okay. Now, I want you to catch this, which means is you can do something outwardly that ain't in your heart, and what you did didn't please God. Now, now this is what folks, they think just because they did. Hey, have y'all ever told somebody something you ain't mean? They can ask you, baby, how I look today? You look good, and you know, shh. Oh, you don't look good. You look like you need to go back in the makeup room and do something. You got, but you told, you, you, you told, you know, cause, you know, that's what we supposed to do. You know, that's what, you know, tell them, you know, tell them they, you know, they look good. They don't look good. You got, so, so what you did is what you did, it sounded good outwardly. You got it, but it wasn't pleasing to God because God looked at your heart. You got, so what you have is you have a lot of people doing a lot of things outwardly. You got it? That, that, is, that are pleasing the folk. But when God looks at it, God say, don't please me. Don't please me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Go to, go to, I know, I know, I know. Colossians 1. Colossians 1. Now, do y'all, how many of y'all know that we're supposed to please God? How, how many people in here say, raise your hand? Okay, now, do anybody in here, put your hand down. Now, does you, anybody in here question if you say you're supposed to please God? So now, here's the thing you got to ask yourself. Why ain't you pleasing God? Why ain't you pleasing God? And you got to ask yourself that. And you got to, listen, be brutally honest with you. Because the moment you become brutally honest with you, the Holy Spirit can work with you. All right, what, what I say? What I say? Colossians 1. <laughs> um, I think I want to go verse 10. Colossians 1, verse 10. It says, watch this. That you might walk worthy of the Lord. Under what? All pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of who? God. So, so I should be pleasing to God. Somebody said I should be pleasing to God. Go to 1 John 3. 1 John 3. I mean, what do we come to church for? Don't we come to church to be instructed in spiritual things? You go to church, you get instructed in all this natural stuff. You got to, even though there's a place for some of it. But no, you come to church to be instructed in spirit. Y'all know church is a spiritual entity. Okay, you come to church to be instructed in spiritual things. So if you don't want to be instructed in spiritual things, church ain't the place for you. That's why, that's why you, that's why, watch this, we had to turn folk away last week, Easter. No, I'm going to talk about it. 
How in the world? Now, this, now I'm just talking, Drake, Drake, this is just me. <laughs> Doc, when I wasn't going to church, I won't go on Easter. I won't go on Christmas. I won't go on no day. I didn't go to church. How in the world can you fathom in your mind that because you come to church one day out of 365 days you did something? Man, if that ain't foolishness going a while. I mean, what? That don't make no sense to me. Well, what's wrong? I'd rather for you to come to church every other day, every other Sunday of the year and don't come on Easter. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I'm saying it, it doesn't make that that makes no sense. Well, I, I don't get excited. I'll be excited today when it's packed out and they run out the bay. First John three. Oh, it don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. I, I, I mean, they really think, you know, well, that, you know, that's going to that's gonna save me. Because I come to church on Easter. <laughs> Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> and every other day, now one day, one day, now every other day you live like the devil. But one day out of the year, you put aside some time for God. Man, shoot. First John 3. Come on, not, not, this, this is going to bring it home right here. Verse 22. First John 3, 22. Watch this. It says, And whatsoever we ask, uh-oh, we receive of him. Receive of who? From God. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing what? Now, hold, hold, what do we just say? Now, let's, y'all, this is why you got, you got, you got to come to church because you got to be able to connect it. Now, we said a few minutes ago that the only way you can please God is by what? By faith. So now, when you say, when you say that you do those things that are pleasing to God, that basically means, in his sight, that means you're living by what? Faith. And because you're living by faith, you can ask God and God give you what you ask for. See, but you just can't say, watch this, I'm asking God in faith, but then you ain't pleasing God. See, you got to connect the whole thing. You just can't take a piece of it. And this, this is what folk want to do. If they want to say, well, I'm asking God for this and I'm asking God for that, but you ain't pleasing God with nothing. And see, and this is the connection. This is the broken, this is the, the, the break in the track that the church has gotten off of. And you know, and we sitting there, everybody thinking they're going to get all this stuff they asking God for, and God going to give it to you. I'm going to say this. The devil can give you some stuff too. He heard you when you ask, and he knows if you get that, it's going to take you out. No, folks think, I mean, for me, y'all, folks think that the devil can't give you stuff. Give you exactly, give you exactly what you ask. But watch this. He, he betting on when you, based off how you live your life. You asking God for all that money. Now you was, you was tripping when you didn't have no money. 
Come on. Come on, Doc. You were foolish. You know, you were foolish. You ain't had no money. And now, you all of a sudden, you get, you know, you, you used to, you know, you used to commit adultery in the back of your car. Now you go to Jamaica. But either way, you see you're doing it. But this is why I tell, I tell you, folks act like the devil. Act like the devil can't get you stuff, and you can't get stuff. You got like everything you get come from. No, 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 no. The Bible says when it comes from Him. Watch this. What in Proverbs it says that there's no toil or sweat. The blessings of the Lord make it me, and it brings no. So ain't no sorrow tied to this. When God gives it to me. But the devil can give it to me. Come on, come on. Or I can go get it for myself. And now I got sorrow. You know, you went out there and got that car you couldn't afford. And now every month when it's time to make that payment. How are we going to do this? Now you're looking good. You're riding good. But your kids can't even go to McDonald's. But but God gave you that. It's amazing when you sit there and see folk. Uh, well, God gave. Oh, God gave you that, and that caused you to leave your leave your spouse. And God gave it to you. God gave you that job, but now you don't never see your kids, your or your family. They don't like. So God in the tearing up families. See, I'm just, you, just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody get, okay. So, so, all right. So when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm looking at my faith, and I'm looking at whether I'm in faith or not, I also got to look at how I'm living. You got, I've got, I, am I, listen, am I living, am I living a life daily that pleases God? Now, I know I'm going to make mistakes just like anybody else make what? Mistakes. You got it? You got, I'm, I'm going to do that. That's going to happen. Nobody's saying you got to be perfect. But watch this, in my core. You know, in you, in the in, in, in the core of your being, you know you won't please who? I won't please God. Because you can look at some of the decisions that you make on a daily basis, that if you was making that decision apart from God, that would have been a totally different decision. All right? Now, let's, let's go. Let's, let's keep going. Now, five things, five things. And we're going to look at these over the next couple of weeks. Five things that we got to begin to look at. All right? Number one, the call. Somebody say the call. Number two, the cause. Number three, the crises. Number four, the conviction. And number five, the consecration. All right. Number one, the call. Number two, the cause. Number three, the crises. Number four, the conviction. And number five, the consecration. All right. These are the five things that we need to be we need to look at. And the first one we're going to look at is the call. Somebody say the call. Now, the call, this is when I have this intrusive consciousness of God all right when I recognize his voice watch this and commit to his call on my life you got it where I recognize I recognize that was God you got it and now I'm gonna commit to whatever he said that's the call you got it and, and you have listen you have to acknowledge this when you know something is God 
you have to acknowledge it. You got it? Now, once you acknowledge it, you need to commit to it. Why? Because it was what? God. Now, it doesn't make no difference how funny it sounds or what people think about it. You got to know, listen, that was who? God. All right, Isaiah. Go to Isaiah, <coughs> and then we're going to go to John. Isaiah 6. Don't y'all, even the scripture says, watch this, you didn't pick him, he picked you. Watch this, with the disciples, didn't he pick them? Yeah, he called you. But here's the problem. He called some folk and they ain't answered. You got, you have to begin to acknowledge that intrusive voice that's from God. You got it? And once you acknowledge it, you got to commit to it. All right? Uh, Isaiah 6, Isaiah 6, verse um, 8. It says, also I heard the what? The voice of the who? Lord saying, whom shall I send and whom will go for us? Then said I, watch this, here I am, Lord, send me. Come on, come on, come on. No, no, you heard the voice, but it just didn't stop there. You heard the voice. And you what? Answer the voice. God, I, I know you need somebody to do that. Here I am, God. Watch this. Send me. Go to John. Go to John. No. Because, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. How much of the stuff you're doing that God didn't call you to do? Because only what I do that God has called me to do is the only thing going to last. Watch this. It's the only thing. Watch this. He got the back. And we're going to get to that day if I have time. So so when the first thing I got to start asking about my life, what am I doing in my life that God ain't called me to? This is why you see some folk keep on getting married and it don't work. Because God ain't called you to be married because you're selfish. It ain't gonna work. I don't care who you marry. You can marry who was the guy, um, the the dumb lot. What the, the Dalai Lama? What Dalai 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 Lama? <laughs> whoever. What that peace guy? What was the peace guy? The okay, well, Dalai Lama. Whatever. <laughs> it wouldn't work with him, and he only say nothing. <laughs> Cause you'll be the man. Cause you don't never talk. That's why I got to go. You don't never talk. That joke ain't never told me. You go back. No, no, because you're trying to. No, this is what I'm trying to have vote. You know, what is God saying? And you got folks doing all this stuff that God ain't said nothing to you about doing, and now you're wondering why it's not working. Right? Come on. John, watch this. John 10. Uh, go to verse uh, 25. John 10, verse 25. Now, this is Jesus talking. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe me what? Not. Not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of who? Okay. Me. But you believe what? Not. Why? Because you are not of my sheep. 
As I said, ho, ho, ho. Now, this is where you got to begin to ask yourself, who was Jesus talking to? The Jews. He's talking to Jewish folk. Whether they're disciples or whoever, he was talking to Jewish folk. You got it? And the Jews were his folk. They were his folk. I come not but for the lost sheep of Israel. But Jesus told them, watch this, even though in the natural you're supposed to be mine, you ain't mine. Oh, come on. What Now, what was the thing that qualified them for being his sheep? They didn't believe him. Because they didn't believe him. So even though in the natural, based off what everybody said, even based off their lineage, they belong to him. But Jesus said, even though you look like you're mine, you ain't mine. There's a whole lot of folk that look like He says, you look like it, but you ain't, and why aren't you? Because you don't what? Come on, keep rolling, keep rolling, keep rolling going. Verse uh, 20, 27. My sheep. Uh-oh, now, now so well. Now watch this, so he's describing sheep. Now, the first one he said ain't his sheep because they don't what? Now he's going to describe what's his sheep. So, that's so, so watch this, so there is no confusion. See, the, one folk, the, the Bible is clear. So he don't want you to be confused on this matter because he's saying you ain't my sheep even though you might carry my name. You ain't my sheep because you don't believe me because they were his people. Yo, can y'all get this? How does the church, the Gentile church, think that God's going to accept from us what he wouldn't accept from the Jews? That is the, that is the height of pride. You think he'll let all of this stuff happen to deal? Who he picked from the beginning, but he gonna let us get away with it. If so, he better apologize to Solomon Gomorrah. That's a, it's the epitome of pride. That think we could do, do even worse than them, but God okay with it. That's not, that's not the case. That's not Bible, y'all. And this is what we got to get back to. The Bible. Not seven steps to get your house. What is Jesus saying to the church? So he's sitting here telling you, this is my sheep. The ones that believe me, he said, that's my sheep. Verse 1 says, my sheep, here, watch this. My sheep what? So how, ho, 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 ho. Now you hear sheep. How you going to say you ain't here? <laughs> no, because he said his sheep what? He, no, he here first. You hear it. Just like you hear me right now. Cool, you hear it. Now, 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 let me tell you something. I, I, don't, I don't have no problem for hearing. My problem come into doing I ain't got to do nothing but read that Bible to know exactly what I should do. Even if I don't even, intuitively, I know that ain't right. My sheep what? Hear my voice. Watch this. And I what? He said he know him. He said he know he is. Watch this. They hear his voice and he know him. Now, I ain't looking at that word up in the Greek, but I know that word know has to be intimately. It ain't talking about like you, like, I know Michael Jordan. You don't know Michael Jordan. <laughs> you heard of Michael Jordan. You don't know him. 
You don't know him. He don't come to your house to eat with you. You don't know him. You got to show him. That's always want to do Want name drop like they know. You don't know them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he says, I know. So God said that his sheep, watch this, he intimately knows. He said, I know. Don't you know how, how many of y'all, how many of y'all married in here? Come on. Come on. Now watch it. How, how many of y'all spouse know you? <laughs> Come on. Hey, there's a few hands came up. No, I'm telling you, Doc, 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 Chris know me. Doc, no, not, 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 not she know, no, she knows, she know me. You got it? It's, it's, it's in this intimate way, where in this, in this way of knowing where to watch this, you might be able to get over on somebody else because they really don't. There you go. But you can't get over on the one who really. And he said, now, and then Jesus said, he said, my sheep, watch this, I know. In simple terms, if I don't know you, you ain't mine. So now, if he, listen, Doc, if he knows you, Terrell, he knows exactly how to reach you. Oh, come on, man. Come on. Come on, Chris can reach me better than anybody else on the face of this earth. What'd you say over there? There she go. There I go. But then I got to choose whether or not I'm going to listen to her, even though she know me. Because why? Because she can't make me do nothing. Just like I can't make her do nothing. You got, I got that true, good point. I'm going to get you a mic over there. They, no, but they, they, no, she, I had, even though, listen, she knows me, but I still got to choose to listen to her. So that means, watch this, Jesus knows you, but you still got to choose the what? Listen to him. Watch this verse uh, 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I what? Uh oh, what's the next one? Oh, 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 oh. You can't, listen, you can't cut that out. So now, you got to begin to ask yourself a question why ain't I following? Now, we know, now watch it. Everybody knows sheep can stray because they're dumb. That's a fact. They say sheep are some of the dumbest animals is. That's why they need a shepherd. Y'all didn't know that. That's a fact. They dumb. So anything that's dumb can stray. <laughs> so that's why you have a shepherd that'll leave the 99. Come on and go get the one dumb one. You see everybody else over here and it, it, <laughs> And you're going to go, well, I'm going to make my own way. Fool, you better get over here with us. You got, but, but that's, listen, but that's the thing. See, but you have a shepherd that cares enough. Watch this. When you stray, he just won't call to you. He'll go to you. Then the Bible says, not no, when you read that whole thing, the Bible says he don't just go to him. He picks the sheep up. He puts them on his shoulder and he carries them back to the pack. Look, the sheep can't even be trusted to get back by itself. 
You know, y'all laughing because they're talking about us. <laughs> oh, they're talking about us. That, but, this, but this is what kind of shepherd we have. But watch this. That sheep, it wasn't because he didn't get lost because he didn't hear the shepherd's voice. He got lost because he chose to walk off in spite of the voice. How many of us do the same thing? In spite of the voice, in spite of we know this what God said, we still just walk off. Praise the Lord. All right. Somebody say the call, the call. All right. Now go to, go to Revelation 3. Revelation 3. About 10 minutes and I'll be done. Y'all get some change today. Ain't no laughing, Lisa. Revelation 3, verse 20. All right, watch this. Revelation 3, verse 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, come on, somebody say any man. If any man hear my voice and open the door, ho, 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 ho. So now, first thing you got to do is you got to what? Hear. The second thing you got to do is what? Open the door. So now watch this. His job is to speak. Y'all see? You got to know what God's role is and what's your role. See, God's role is just to speak. But after he speaks, watch this, he's done his part. It's your job, watch this, to what? To hear and to what? Open, open the door, and he says, watch this verse, it says, Behold, I stand at the door, and I knock. If any man hear my voice and open the what? Watch this, I will. Not, not I might, if your house dirty, I ain't coming in. No, he said, I don't care how your house look. Man, oh, that's good. I don't care how dirty, how nasty, how stinky your house is. If you will open the door, he says, I will come in and sup, or, or say it like this, I will make my abode with you. So that's the, the qualification of him coming into my house is me hearing and opening. That's why I say anybody can be saved. Anybody. But you got to open the door. Hunt your name and say open the door. I will come in and I will sup with him and he what? And he what? With me. All right. Keep, keep going. Let's go. Let's go to. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Go to Romans 1. Romans 1. Romans 1, 19. Come on. See, this is why I tell folk all the time that once, once you have given somebody the word of God, you've done everything that you can do. It's just like last week, somebody asked me about the, about the appeals last week. I said, I made the appeal. That's all I can do. You got to, they got to open the door. Now, this is what they can't say. He didn't knock. He knocked through that whole play. He knocked through that whole play. And, and he was knocking, and they wouldn't open the door. So guess what? He ain't come in and suck. Now, if he don't come in, you know what's your end. All right, Romans 1, verse 19. 
It says, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it unto who? Them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by what? By the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are what? So he says, watch this. Even if they never heard anything, they can look at my creation and my creation speaks about me. So watch this. They are without what? Excuse. So anybody that goes to hell. Anybody. Anybody that go is going to be without what? Excuse. Because he says you can look at the things that I made and they testify me. Okay. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. All right. All right. So, so, so. Go to Hebrews 13. Now. <clears throat> God calls out to man, even through his creation. He wants to work in me and with me so that I may carry out his will in the earth. And we're going to stop right here once I take you to the scripture right here. I think. All right. He won't, listen, he wants to work in me and through me to carry out his will in the earth. Matter of fact, won't y'all repeat that? He wants to work in me and through me, and through me. To, carry to carry out his will, his will. in the earth. Say it again. He wants to work in me and through me to carry out his will in the earth. All right? Watch this. That's why you saved. No, that's why, that's why you saved. No, that, that's exactly why you saved. You're not saved to do your will. You got, you're saved to do what? His will. All right. Go, he wants to say Hebrews what? Hebrews 13, 21. Hebrews 13, 21. Got it? It says, make you perfect in every good work to do what? To do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in whose sight? In his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And that's why it reads like this. Strengthen, complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be. And equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will while he himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ the Messiah, to whom be the glory forever and ever, to the ages of ages, amen, so be it. So now, this is what I got to understand, that he works in me and through me to accomplish what? His will. Now, this is where we got to go back to us. How much of God's will is being accomplished through your life? Because that's why you were bought with a price. No, the moment when you got saved, it wasn't, listen, it wasn't for you anymore. Even Galatians 3 and 20 said, I was crucified with Christ. So as far, listen, as far as God is concerned, your agenda dead. Your agenda dead. So this is why I asked you, I asked you a few minutes ago, how much stuff are you doing that God didn't tell you to do? How much are you doing? Because only what you do for him 
that is the only thing that's going to what? That's the only thing that's going to last. So I got to ask myself, is this what God want me to do? Or am I just looking for a check? Because, listen, even your job that you work, you should find a purpose in that job. Because if not, you're going to get tired of it. Doc, you're going to get tired of it. You got, so what anchors you, what keeps you going, what keeps you excited is why I know I'm doing what God said to do. I'm doing exactly what he created me to do. Jeremiah 1. Now, until you get this, you are going to live a confused life without power. Because God does not watch over your word to perform it. He watches over his word to perform it. So if I want to see God's performance in my life, watch this, I got to start living and speaking his word. Because he's not obligated. No, this is what you got to understand. He's not obligated to do what you say. Don't y'all know that's the height of pride for us to think that we're going to say something and God got to do what we say? That, okay, how many of y'all got kids again? Raise your hand. Okay. Now, how many of your, your kids come to you and think you're supposed to do what? What they, what they, what they say. say. That's the height of pride. You, you, you don't pay no bills right here. That's the height of pride. You got it? You know, that, 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 that ain't confidence. That's pride. See, I have confidence when I speak and I do his word. Because he said he's going to watch over his word to perform his word, not what? My word. So I got to make sure what I say and what I do, watch this, comes from him and not me. Jeremiah 1 and 12, and I'm done. You can come on to real. I'll pick it up here next week. Jeremiah 1 and 12. Got it? Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to what? Perform it. In Amplify, it reads like this. It says, Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform what? To perform it. So now, this is what I want you to get clarity on. Watch this. God does not have to perform anything that he ain't said. See, that's why believers get confused because they're saying a whole lot of stuff, but what they're saying, God ain't said. That's what you want. No, that's what you want. That ain't, how, hey, did you, have, you, have you took the time to ask God what did he want out of this situation? So now, when you give voice to what he says, he says, watch this, I'm alert, I'm active, and I'm going to watch over it. See, okay, 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 okay. Uh, um, example. Okay. Say you had a million dollars in, in um, the closet at your house. Say you had a million dollars. You got it. And 
you know, you lived in, 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 a, in a place that people been broken in, stuff been stolen, and all that kind of stuff, and you didn't have nobody to watch over your stuff, over your money, you probably wouldn't want to leave the house without carrying it with you. Right? Because you know, every time I leave, watch this, there's probably going to be somebody to come in here, going to break in here and take what I got. Now, here's the other end of that. What if God is watching over your money? What happens? All the stress leaves. All the worry leaves. Why? Because even when I ain't watching, when he watches, and my Bible tells me he never sleeps nor slumbers. So now watch this, even if Superman himself, no, watch right here, even if Superman himself wanted to come in here and take my money, he couldn't because he's going to have to deal with the one who created Superman. Jesus, don't. So now watch this. I can freely go about and do my business, whatever I have to do, and I have no concern, no worry, no thought, because I know God got it. Amen. Now, 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 here's how, now this is how you bring this home now. So now, that's the same thing when you say what he said. No, no, because when I say what he said, and that's for me in my life, then I no longer had to worry about it. Because God didn't tell me to watch over his word. He says, I will watch over my what? Word to what? Performing. Do you, do you see the peace in the midst of the chaos? Because, because why? Because God got it. So when I say by his stripes I'm healed, doc, I'm done. What is it the word? But you want, you want to know, you want, you want to know why? You want to know why? Because people don't really believe it. They don't believe it. And you got, and what, and what fear would do is fear will buck you. Well, like we used to say back in the day, fear will chump you down. He said, the devil would sit down on your shoulder and tell you, I dare you to believe God. You believe God, you believe, try to believe God, you want to. But here's my confidence. It's not my word. It's not my word. God, am I doing what you called me to do? Yes. You need to be able to answer that. Yes, because guess what, God, if you, listen, if you ain't called me to do it, I don't want to do it. Now, just because he called you to do it don't mean it's going to be easy. Because some of y'all say, well, God must ain't called me to do this because it's hard. No, 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 no. Sometimes, Doc, there is some difficulty in the place that you are. You got, just because stuff tough on your job don't mean you ain't supposed to be there. Well, a lot of people think just because something get tough, then they think they're supposed to go. No, no, no. That's not a license to leave. But you got to understand that God's going to watch over his word. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I'm done. Y'all ready? Every head bow, every eye closed. For more lessons from Pastor Anthony Jones and New Life Church, please subscribe to this podcast. You can also go to newlifewoc.com for our live streaming service times. Thanks for listening.